1: Going on, guys! Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside Brock Davis. Brock, how you doing today? Doing good.
0: Good. To talk some baseball.
1: Yeah, I know. Let's let's get a little baseball talk going here. A lot of a uh, lot of stuff happening over the week. I know. You know. Before we get really going any farther, I just want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast and participating in what we have on Instagram and Twitter and facebook which i know we're not doing too much of right now but i just want to thank everybody for those who are supporting us right now we really really appreciate it and if you like what we have going on please 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 tell a friend give us a a review on wherever you listen to us i know we're basically on everything now if you google us but that's huge if you could just tell a friend and you know maybe give us a five star review Uh, If you want to give us any questions, topic ideas, or just want to join us for Talking Fans, you can message me at Jared underscore Tims on Twitter, Brock at B-D-R-O-X-8, or you can email us at TalkingHalos at gmail.com. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at TalkingHalos, on Facebook at TalkingHalos, and also on Instagram at Talking underscore Halos. I know on Instagram, we've been adding a lot of new followers, and we've been having a lot of fun and interesting conversations on there, which Brock is doing a fantastic job with that. And before we get going any, any further, we do have to pay the bills, so give us one minute to do that. What's going on, everybody? I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of this program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with BlueWire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all this for only $15 a month the same rate as other hosting sites would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sporting experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com/join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com/join. And now Back to talking Halos. So, guys, enough with all the introductions. Let's get this rolling. And the Angels signed somebody over the weekend. I guess I guess on Friday. The Angels did. They made a major league signing. You know, it's nothing crazy. It's not Trevor Bauer, JT Realmuto, But it is, I believe, the SoCal native went to Cal State Fullerton. Kurt Suzuki was signed by the Angels. Signed for one year's $1.5 million. Brock, what do you say about this? How are you feeling about it?
0: I personally like it. I noticed a lot of people were talking about Wilson Contreras, and I wasn't a huge fan of that unless we could get some sort of package deal with Darvish and Contreras and uh, maybe Hendricks Contreras. But other than that, wasn't a huge fan of the Contreras idea. Wasn't wanting to go after Real Muto. Any other catching options, I think Yachty would have been too expensive. So I think this was perfect for, for us to get kind of a backup catcher to, you know, take up some time while Stassi's still hurt, not come back fully healthy. And for a cheap option, he's a veteran presence. I've always liked the way that he plays and his style behind the plate and his command presence as a catcher. So I think the for one year, $1.5 million, what we got him for, I think it's perfect for our situation.
1: Yeah, you know, and it's always kind of a, a, a tip of the cap to those catchers who are above 35 years old and still catching at the major league level. You know, whether it's Kurt Suzuki here who's 37, or you know, a guy like Jeff Mathis who's about to turn 40 and still catching at the big league level, you know, there's something there that a lot of guys like from them. You know, even if the stat line, like last season, Kurt Suzuki put up a 0.0 F4, the year before that, he put up a 0.6 f war and, you know, when in, in 2018 with the Braves, he put up a 1.0, and, you know, he hasn't played very many games, he got, played half the games last year with the Nationals, 33, 2019 he played 85, and in 2018 with the Braves, he played 105, so, you know, it's nothing crazy, but, you know, there's probably something behind the scenes that a lot of fans don't really see that Kurt Suzuki does really well, whether it's, I mean, it could even be call games, or, you know, the Angels do have a fairly young pitching staff. He He's probably pretty good with those, with those guys. Because, I mean, if you look at the pitching staffs he's been with, the Nationals in 2020 and 2019, those are some pretty good pitchers. Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, Patrick Corbin, just to name a few. And I believe they won the World Series in 2019 as well. So, I mean, there is that. He is a World Series catcher. So, you know, nothing to fret about. And especially at one year for $1.5 million, it's not like... There's always the saying, you know, there's no one bad one-year deal, but especially at this price, I mean, there's, it's really not a bad one-year deal. I mean, yes, you could probably go put this money at 1.5 million towards some better use, maybe go get a reliever and take a chance on him. But again, it's just somebody that you're kind of taking a chance on and hoping that he pans out in a sense. So, yeah, I'm I'm totally fine with this move. You know, it's like you said, Stassi is going to be probably on the shelf for the first month or so of the season if we get it going on time. As long as, you know, Suzuki's healthy, Booms there, it's, it's not a horrible, horrible thing. And I know we're going to get to Contreras a little bit, you know, later because we do have some fan mail we're going to get to here right after this. But yeah, as far as Contreras goes, I think that that had to have been the plan. You have to package him up with somebody else to make it worth your while to go get. So yeah, I, I'm not upset that you didn't go get Contreras because it it is what it is you know I'd rather get a defensive mighty catcher or somebody who's really going to help out the young pitching staff someone who's going to make the the pitchers better so yeah that's that's really all I have to say do you have any you know I don't know final thoughts on Kurt Suzuki or you want to give a prediction on what the next move the Angels are going to going to make is
0: I think we're probably going to have a bullpen signing and then a starting pitching signing so I, I don't know we'll see
1: yeah. It's impossible to predict. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it is, you know, but I could see bullpen. I, I definitely think you have to go the way of a pitcher, maybe the way of a fourth, fifth outfielder type of guy, though. I, I don't know. I think they're set on the infield. Maybe they surprise us with going and getting some type of first baseman, but I think that's kind of a waste. So we'll just have to wait and see. I, I'm going to, I'll agree with you though. I think it's going to be a bullpen or a starting pitcher. So guys, let's get on to some fan mail. I know you know, we put it out on Instagram. We asked for some questions and we got some really, really good responses. We got quite a few questions for us to discuss here today. So, the first question is going to be from Halo underscore Coverage. He wants to know, for a big trade, who would you be able to give up? Otani for Sunny Gray, question mark, for example. And I'll kind of start this one off. Otani for Sonny Gray, I'm going to have to just kind of veto that one right away. In a sense, I mean, I just think that Otani is way too valuable to the market, to your team, whether it's pitching or hitting, if you're going to go that way. If you're looking, Sonny Gray in particular, I think that, you know, you wouldn't have to give up more than a Jordan Adams and a couple smaller pieces for a Sonny Gray, but you know, it just kind of depends on who it's going to be for. Like, I know we've said this before, and you know, I've been all over it. If you're trading Adele or Marsh, you better be getting an ace, and I think that that you know, the, there's only two real aces on the market that you can go get. Like, I wouldn't have traded Adele or Marsh for Blake Snell. I'm sorry, that, that no. just wouldn't have, that, I, I don't think I could have done that. I feel like that probably would have been, should have, w- was going to be a waste for me. So, what do you what do you have to say about that, this question, Brock?
0: Yeah, no, other than the things you already touched on, I think it's important to remember that we're not in a position to be trading away guys that could produce in our starting rotation or bullpen already for other arms. Like, it's counterintuitive. We need to... If we have prospects, which we do, we have a good amount of prospects to get a solid trade done, you don't want to be trading away MLB material arms for other MLB material arms. And especially when you look at the upside of Otani versus upside of Sonny Gray, it's not even close, in my opinion. And I think it, should, it would just be counterintuitive to trade somebody that's already supposed to be, be, be in our rotation or bullpen for somebody else that would just be filling a spot, in a sense, rather than... Building on top of what we already have, we're just not in a position to be giving up spots to replace. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. No. Definitely. I. I. I agree. I think. You know, if there's major league arms that you're going to trade away, it's going to be some of the lower level major league arms, in a sense. And I air quote that. Like Patrick Sandoval. Uh, I mean, uh-huh. even trying to even giving up a guy like Griffin Canning, you better get somebody a whole hell of a lot better than what Griffin yeah. Canning going to bring to the table for the next four years. You know, you better be going getting a Luis Castillo or a German Marquez if you're giving up Griffin Canning. You know, just kind of end a story on, on that one. I think that, you know, the value-wise on a guy like Griffin Canning is... Like, I, I may not even... I would probably give up Canning in a Snell trade, but it would be Canning and maybe... I mean, Canning and Sandoval would probably make sense in some type of Snell type of deal. So I, I just don't, you know... Would that have been worth it, though? Canning and Snell... Or Canning and uh, Sandoval for Snell?
0: Um, do you remember off the top of your head how many years uh, Snell has left?
1: He's got three years.
0: Yeah, I, I would have done that. I would have done Canning for Canning and Sandoval for Snell. I would have done it.
1: Yeah, it's, I would say it's close there. I I would. I, I agree with that. I mean, we could play the hypothetical game all day. So on to the next question from Jack Period Baseball. With pitchers and catchers reporting soon, what trades slash signings do the Angels make? And we saw the fir- first signing today, Kurt Suzuki, you know, that's that's a big one, but like, I mean, we just talked about it. it's it's so hard to predict it, this market's really weird this year, and it's going to be pitching, I think the, it's it's been an emphasis on pitching, 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 could it be Trevor Bauer here soon? Maybe, you know, could it be Corey Kluber's an interesting name that's out there, you know, that's. The asking price doesn't seem to be too high. James um, Paxton's asking price doesn't seem to be too high. Tanaka seems to be a little bit high, in my opinion. But that's only because I think he wants to stay with the Yankees. So yeah, I mean, next big next signing, I think you, you will see some pitchers go off the table. I think probably maybe some minor league deals because there is a bullpen to be made out there for cheap. I was just on the phone talking with somebody about it, and we were just saying that you know there is a there is a bullpen to be made out there when you go look at the free agent. Free agent pitchers. So, is there anybody off the top of your head that you would want to go get, Brock?
0: I mean, in a perfect world, if I knew for sure what I would say right now would happen, my ideal offseason would be signing Bauer to 26 million annual value and getting a trade for Marquez. That would be my ideal.
1: That is, I mean, yes, you're right. If you're going and getting Bauer, you might as well just go and in a sense, not necessarily clear house, but you got to go and try to win. You know, this season, don't don't not make the playoffs with Trevor Bauer, Mike Trout, and Anthony Rendon and Albert Pools' is last year, I know that's going to kind of be an emphasis this year as well. So, I mean, if you go out and get Bauer, go out and make the playoffs this year. You know, end of end of story on that. And on to the next question from Corey Estrella uh, five or seven five six. Are the Angels going to trade for Wilson Contreras? Brock? Uh, Well, no.
0: I mean, it would have been more of an open question before, but now that we've signed Suzuki, it's a hard no.
1: Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I think this is, an, this is an older question. I know we asked for a couple questions earlier in the week, and this was asked before Kurt Suzuki. So, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen, though you never know. You know, if the Angels went out, and, or if the Cubs went out and asked for Max Stassi and Patrick Sandoval, would you do that for Contreras? No. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do Stassi and Sandoval for Contreras, straight up. I think No, it's close. personally,
0: I, I I really like Stassi. I think, in my opinion, on his upside, he's a top five catcher. And I Contreras' defense is horrible, and I value defense pretty pretty heavily. And uh, Stassi's solid. I, I like Stassi where he's at. I like Stassi Suzuki and Ben Boom. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I have never really wanted Contreras. Period. So. Yeah, My answer's no.
1: it's, it's, it's funny how, you know, the whole Stassi thing works, you know, it was a huge, like, man, Stassi sucks when he first came over type of thing from a lot of fans and, you know, there weren't too many people backing him up and, you know, last year he had a pretty decent, you know, what, 30 something games, 40 games, whatever he played and if you can find a way to get 100 games out of Max Stassi next year, you know, I think you're trending in the right direction in the catching department, that is, that's for sure, so I think that that trade would be kind of fun and interesting, but I don't know if the Cubs would do it, and I don't know if the Angels would do it either. I think they really like Max Stassi behind the plate. So, next question from Will I Am Benjamin. Thank you for this question. Because it's actually kind of a fun question here. Should the Angels keep Heaney after this season? It's a tough question, right? It is. It is a tough question. And you really have to think about and we've talked, we talk about, I feel we talk, we absolutely, I mean, we beat the horse on talking about the Angels' rotation. And what does the starting rotation look like next year at the moment? Not including Bow, if the Angels get Bauer, not including anybody the Angels sign. Next season, you're losing both Bundy and Heaney, so your rotation at that moment would be a question mark over Otani's head, Griffin Canning, um, Patrick Sandoval, Jaime Berea, Chris Rodriguez, Reed Detmers, You know, you're really starting to get into some interesting areas. And as much as the Angels faithful don't like Heaney, he's a fairly good pitcher. I really believe that. And if you can get him for the right amount of money, I think that he, I don't think he really wants to leave Anaheim. But at the same time, I mean, if you're not going to try to extend him, I, are there, is there anybody in front of Heaney that you'd want to bring back? I mean, Bundy, are you bringing back Bundy over Heaney?
0: Yeah, personally, I think I'd rather bring back Bundy than Heaney if I had the choice.
1: Hmm.
0: It looks like arbitration-wise, Heaney avoided it, and I think it was just today, actually, now that I'm looking at it. He agreed to one-year 6.75. Bundy, 7.85, So, uh, which I think is estimated still. But Heaney's locked in at 6.7, and Bundy's estimated to get about 7.8. Bundy, I think, is a year younger, and obviously, we saw potential upside of Bundy being pretty significant last season. And Heaney, although I I do really like Heaney, I think is he's been a little too inconsistent when it comes to injuries, when it comes to really you know things that pitchers have to deal with. And I think it would be a little bit of a gamble to keep him, but I think if you could get him for the right price, he could still have a have a spot in our in our five or six man. You know, it just depends on what what happens through this offseason and what happens next offseason, whether or not, you know, what arms are available, what arms the Angels think they could get their hands on next offseason and see where Heaney could fit in that that five or six man. But personally, I'd rather keep Bundy. I think Bundy, you know, having – he would be age 29, and I think he's a free agent next offseason. So he'd be a 29-year-old free agent, and especially if he performs – this season anywhere close to what he did last year, then I think it's a no-brainer that we take Bundy over Heaney.
1: Yeah, and I mean going off of Heaney, the Heaney question, uh he'll be thirty in June, thirty-one next June. Two for twenty million, two for twenty five million dollars, are you saying no to a deal like that?
0: Two for twenty four for Heaney?
1: Two for uh yeah, let's say two for twenty four. Uh twelve a year, basically. Would you do would you give Heaney twelve a year to Pitching in in the uh bullpen, or would you rather have Detmers take that spot? Basically,
0: personally, I'd rather have Detmers take that spot.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's a tough question, and you know I think you got to kind of see how Heaney does this year because I mean he could have a big season and really hopefully get a. I mean, I, I honestly I hope that Heaney gets a big contract. I really do. You know, I think that he deserves it. You know, he's been hurt so much. You know, he's shown so much promise. He was a top prospect in all of baseball. I believe a top fifteen prospect in all of baseball when the Angels traded for him. And it's he, he deserves it. He really does. And it's I know that it's kind of a heartfelt thing here, but you know, after seeing Heaney play on the Angels for the last six it's gonna be his seventh year now with the Angels, you know, it's it's I think it's time. Hopefully he has a big year, stays healthy, and can get paid next year. I really I really hope he does. I hope he can get a three plus, maybe a four year deal with some team somewhere depending on what the market looks like next year so yeah Yeah, like i
0: said it all just depends on on how this offseason plays out and mm -hmm. and how the trade deadline plays out and all that all those things because if there's a spot for him there's a spot for him and 12 million dollars i don't think is undervaluing him or overvaluing him i just think that you just got to see how the cards play out i think it's too soon to really determine whether or not we're going to need him or want him at that point
1: yeah so will i am benjamin ask us this question in july Again and see what we have to say. I think it'll be a completely different answer. You know, I don't think and it'll then again be again in November. Yeah, and then maybe again in November uh, when the off season starts again. It, it could totally be the case as well. But definitely again in July because I think that in July we'll know. I mean, is Heaney hurt? Is he healthy? Is he having a good year? You know, are the Angels winning? You know, what what the case is for for everything going on. So on to our next question from Manio. 99 he asks what kind of package deal would it look like for sunny gray and i know we've kind of already addressed this a little bit but brock i'll give me your best package for sunny gray that both teams would agree on you know we're not playing mlb the show here where forced trade is on i need a legitimate trade and i have a legitimate trade in my head too
0: Mm, i'll let you go first then because like just give me a second you go first
1: yeah and i think that it's a so it's it's it is tough. I'm not gonna lie, it it is tough and you know, you don't know what the Reds are looking for. You can look at past trades to see, you know, what they what they might be looking for. And it's I, I think that any trade to go get Sunny Gray starts with something along the lines of Jordan Adams, a pitcher, whether it's Patrick Sandoval or Reed Detmers, I would think that Patrick Sandoval fits into that scheme in cincinnati a little bit better and then i think it's going to be one more piece on top of that as well so jordan adams who's probably going to work his way into the top 100 in major league prospects this year patrick sandoval who's going to be a major league arm and some capacity whether it's in the bullpen or as a starter this year for the angels and then probably some type of project piece maybe a, a young 19 20 year old out of you know oh from overseas down in the islands that throws hard. That the Reds think that they can kind of work with. I think that that trade makes sense for both sides. Would I do it? I don't know. I'm not a huge Sonny Gray guy. I think if you're going to go out and trade your prospects away, go and get an ace. Go and get Herman Marquez. Go and get Luis Castillo. You know, or if the price is right for Sonny Gray and you actually maybe don't have to give up Jordan Adams, go and do that. You know, if that's the case. But you know, I think if you're going out and trading for somebody. You going out and trading for a pitcher? You need to go out and trade for an ace. Go do it. You know, go go give up Adele or Marsh or whoever it is, but make sure it's for the right piece for sure. Are you ready, Brock? Do you have you have your trade?
0: Yeah, I would say. I mean, I'll just touch on this briefly. We'll do Gray for Jordan Adams and Patrick Sandoval, and I think that personally, it's if you do it on the trade simulator, it's still nine value nine points to the uh, Angels' favor favor. But personally, I wouldn't give up any more than that for him. And I mean, if anything, I think the only thing that I would do, I I personally don't want him. I'd rather get Castillo, like you said. And if you were, you know, we'll just shift the question here because we kind of already answered the other one. We'll we'll just kind of go into this one where in a Castillo package, I, I would be looking at Jordan Adams, Adele and David Fletcher. And that's a lot. And personally, I would I probably wouldn't do that, but. Um, it's it's supposedly equal value, uh, but for the gray, I'm only doing Jordan Adams and Patrick Sandoval.
1: Yeah, and I mean, moving on to the next question, which came from Joine Cali ninety nine. I'm sorry if I botched that. I'm the worst at names. Brock knows he hears me try to pronounce people's names all the time, and it's it's not good. But yeah, he asked about a Luis Luis Castillo type of trade. I would love it. I think Luis Castillo is one of the best pitchers on the market I think if you put him in the AL same guy same thing like Marquez he becomes a top three pitcher in the AL easily behind Garrett Cole and I'm trying to think off the top of my head who else I got Justin Verlander maybe you know so it's 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 tough you know going and getting one of those guys it's going to cost but those Luis Castillo is one of those guys where I would totally give up Joe Adele and maybe pro you're going to have to give up more Joe Adele and Two or three other pieces to go get him because he's a game changer. But then that also has to, you know, extend to well, did you sign Trevor Bauer? (laughs) You know, like I I don't Uh think you know if you don't go get Trevor Bauer, is it worth it to go give up the farm? You know, to go get Luis Castillo, and I don't think that's the case. You know, I mean, because hypothetically, if you had, if you get James Paxton, we'll go back to our our original argument, James Paxton and Jake Odorizia, and you add Luis Castillo to the mix, are you making mm-hmm. it to the playoffs?
0: Yeah, I think so. Or you could even swap one of those names for a Kluber, and it's very yeah. fairly, fairly similar evaluation.
1: You are. But now how does Trevor Bauer, Luis Castillo, Shohei Otani, Dylan Bundy, Andrew Heaney, and maybe like a Griffin Canning if he doesn't go over in one of those trades sound? I would still rather do Bauer and Castillo. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, that, that's I mean it's a story on that one. You know, so I, if you're going going and getting an ace, you know, go and give up Adele. That's fine. That's the only time I'm giving it up. And I think this is going to be consistently hammered by us. You know, we're going to continue to get these fan questions, you know, Luis Castillo, Jermon Marquez, Trevor Bauer, you know, until it actually happens, wherever he ends up going or wherever those guys end up getting traded. So, yeah, you know, it's going to continue. Like I said, we're going to continue to beat the horse on the starting pitching subject. And, You know, I'm going to take a right turn here because I really like this question. It's kind of another fun, interesting question, and I can almost make a whole topic out of it. You know, we might talk about this for a few minutes here. And F. Pinedo asks: New stadium or remodel the big A, Brock? What do you think?
0: Oh, I don't know, man.
1: It's
0: tough. I really like the current stadium, but I think I think everyone can benefit from everything just being brand new and and execute on all those plans we've seen floating around with all the exteriors around the stadium being done. And I think it would be pretty cool to have a brand new stadium.
1: The only thing with doing a brand new stadium is where do you put that stadium? Angel Stadium right now is in the middle of the property. You know, you can't just pick up and move Angel Stadium 500 feet north or something like that towards the freeway. You know, to start building a new stadium south by the street or by the Del Taco over there, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> I just, it's hard to, it's hard for me to fathom where you're putting a new stadium
0: and how, uh-huh.
1: you know, I mean, for the next three years, what does traffic look like around there? Oh my goodness, that would be bad. But a new stadium would be a lot of fun. I'd say that. That'd be really, really cool. But I think it, the plan has to end up being remodeled the Big A, you know, over the next, what was it till 2050 I think is the plan uh-huh. that I that already came up with and that I think the city was gonna approve or something along the lines of that. So I yeah it's it'll it's gonna take a little while, you know and I we may be really old and have kids by the time it's done, but I hope by that time you know around Angel Stadium looks crazy good, you know shopping malls, restaurants, hotels, you know I hope it's a huge attraction and i think that will probably be the case but i mean if they had if i had the option a new stadium would be a lot of fun what's a what's one big thing you'd add to a new stadium i think you still got to have fireworks right you're taking are you taking away the the waterfall
0: no i think i think if they do build a new stadium i think there's a a couple of certain touches that they need to somehow incorporate into the new stadium and i think that the rock waterfall is one of them i think it's just kind of been you know the angel stadium brand i think that's definitely one of the things Um, but I think with the new stadium, I think the biggest thing that I would care about is like you said, like the shopping malls and restaurants surrounding it because angel stadium specifically, there's like that one little, I don't know if it's a yard house or what it's called, but it's, I think it used to be yard house, but I think they changed it. But it's like on the corner where you're kind of entering the stadium and that's like the only restaurant really like actual restaurant over there. Cause there's like a Togo sandwich place a Del Taco, a Panda Express, a Starbucks, and then that restaurant, and then that's it.
1: Don't you like dare this. forget about Denny's.
0: <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I have bad memories with that Denny's. So I'm sorry. I got, oh, and there's the McDonald's down the street, which I actually got towed away from because I decided to park there for a game. And that's why I have bad, bad memories of the Denny's because then we went to Denny's and sat and waited f- to get picked up after my car got towed. So... But yeah, I think the restaurants and and shopping malls, I think that would add a big dynamic to it, because to be honest, anytime I go to an Angels game, I just make a day of it. Go out there, go grab lunch, go shopping for a little bit, and then go to the game. So I I don't know, I think that would be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you live, you bring up a good point, you live a little farther away than I do. I live 10 minutes from the stadium, you know, I can drive, it takes me, like I said, 10 minutes to get to the stadium, it takes me 10 minutes to walk into the stadium, so yeah, you know those people who want to make it a day. Like when I go to Dodger Stadium, I make it a day. I do. I uh-huh. I mean the stadium is not around anything, but you know we go and we find somewhere to eat, grab some drinks before the game, and then we go to the Dodger. Then we go to Dodger Stadium, have Dodger dog, and watch the Dodger game. So yeah, you know I mean I, I think it's more of a travel thing too. I mean how many people travel to Angels games? You know how many people are from not around here that go to angels games i mean you could say that kind of about anything as well but i mean how many people are locals and how many people travel in and how many people would you know actually go to those places around the stadium before and after games i mean how many times have you ever gone to hooters after a game
0: i think i've gone before a game yeah
1: i mean that's like the closest thing that's around there i mean they've been adding some breweries around there now and that's pretty cool and like going to ducks games you will we'll do the same thing we'll go to a We'll We'll get some go to a brewery before grab some food and go into a ducks game. but that's only because there's kind of some more breweries around there. I mean we could do the same yeah, thing. With Duck the stadiums
0: kind of overloaded with all that stuff. There's like a movie theater, shopping malls, all that stuff. and mm-hmm. that's like almost within walking distance of the of the stadium and that's kind of what I was kind of aiming for is yeah. you know you could go down the street on the other side of the five and go to all that on your own. Mm-hmm. but you know if it would be pretty sick if like just kind of in or, and around the parking lot, you know, they have all this stuff that you can basically just hit up all that and then just walk to the Angel Stadium.
1: Yep. Yeah, no, I know. It'll be parking interesting. Parking garages to
0: see. for all the shopping malls and stuff that can serve as double parking for the shopping and retail and restaurant and then also Angel Game parking.
1: Yeah. You know, it'll be interesting to see a lot of fun. I hope that they add a lot of cool things in over the next coming years and also expand the walkway at Angel Stadium because I know that is. My biggest pet peeve when I walk around Angel Stadium is not is trying to get from 4.05 where the escalator comes up all the way to 4.20. It's just such a pain in the butt. I hate it. I really do. Expand the walkways a little bit, please, Angel Stadium. But on to our next question. Another fun question here. How much is a David Fletcher extension? And I'll take this first. Brock, you do a little bit of research on it because I'm honestly kind of just... Spitballing off top of my head here. David Fletcher is, what, about 26, 27 years old now, I think? I believe so. Yeah. He 20, is
0: 26.
1: 26 years old. If you extend him to a seven-year deal, which seems about makes sense-ish in that area, seven for 75 million-ish, seven for 50 million. I'm just spitballing here because I don't know, like, how does David Fletcher age, you know? Or what does he look like when he's on the free agent market? I mean, are teams going to give him $15 million a year? I mean, David Fletcher is a really good player, but, like, serious question, would teams give him $15 million a year to go play for him? I think so. You think so? I, I I don't know. I think, I mean, he's a good player, don't get me wrong, but, you know, I think the fans in Anaheim really like him, and I, I don't think he wants to go anywhere, you know, I think being at home is, is a huge, huge thing, so... But yeah, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a tough question for me. I mean, seven for fifty—that's a, that's a bargain, I think. Seven for seventy—I don't know.
0: I like seven for seventy.
1: Seven for seventy makes a lot of sense. It does.
0: Because didn't LeMayhew just get paid fifteen a year.
1: Yeah, but LeMayhew's like borderline all star. I mean, an all star, but borderline MVP every year.
0: Yeah, but I mean. Realistically, you know, David Fletcher's up there in 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 ranking among shortstop second basemen. I mean, defensively he's he's elite. Speed wise, he's up there. Power wise is where he lacks, but he's he shows flashes of it. And obviously contact wise he's he's up there. So I mean, if you really break it down, he's he's a hundred percent a top five second baseman in my opinion. So I think he did I think he if he went free agent I think he could get 15 million but that just all depends on how he perform I mean he's not even a free agent until 2025. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of time between now and then for him to show either more or less and then, you know, there's a lot of questions that everybody has that we also have that you know are almost impossible to quantify right now because just think about how quick something can change in just a matter of a couple of weeks but we're talking about you know, if we, I guess, if we extend him, we could do it at any time that we want, really, really. But when you bring it down to what you would evaluate him at, it's kind of hard to hard to quantify that because it just depends on when you extend him. Because if we give it, you know, two more years, but then these next two seasons he underperforms what he has been, then he's worth less, or vice versa. So, but I, I think we should, for sure. I, th- I, everybody loves David Fletcher. He's a fan favorite, and for good reason. And so I think we should extend him. And I think I think seven for seventy would be would be fair for both sides. It's
1: like, an, it's like an Aaron Hicks type of deal. I think that he signed a seven for seventy million dollar deal. Seven for seventy. I think that sounds about right. Ten a year. So Aaron Hicks. I mean, uh, Aaron Hicks or David Fletcher is, is a big question. And I don't know. You know, it's a good question. It's an interesting question. And you know, I don't know how David Fletcher ages. You know, once the speed dies down, and is he still a good defender? And you know, there's a lot you know, left to be seen with David Fletcher. So I just, I, I don't know. I think he's a good clubhouse guy. I do. I think he's fun in the clubhouse. I think that, you know, the team likes him. I think that of course, Joe Madden likes him. And you know, you mentioned already, he's a fan favorite. So on to our next question here. I just need a simple yes or no from you, Brock. We don't even need to really expand onto this. Corey Kluber. Yes or no. And how can you give me the chance to expand on this? Huh? Oh, just yes or no. <laughs> no, no on Kluber. I'm not gonna. Ask, not
0: let me expand. I'm not, no, you're
1: right. I'm not gonna let you ask answer why. I think if the price is I think that if the price is what is is being reported is correct, I think I'd say yes to it. I would. I'd take a chance on it, just like you're taking a chance on uh, Kurt Suzuki or you know taking a chance on some bullpen guys. I think that you're gonna you should take a chance on on Kluber for the price that you know has been reported. So I'm uh, just gonna throw a shout out here because the question's already been asked. Uh, J, JG97, I hope I got that right, asked about Wilson Contreras again. We already kind of went over that. If you haven't heard us, please rewind it. If you, I don't even think you need to rewind it. You already heard it if you're at this point, right? <laughs> so next question, I think you know we're going to, again, hammer this. Keep hammering it. The starting pitching questions again. When do you think the Angels will sign a free agent or make a trade? Give me a date. And, of course, that question comes from Corey S. Est- della estrella 5 or 759. Give me give me a date, Brock. What do you think?
0: Uh, I'll say by the end of the week. The of so, the week? whatever Today's day Friday. that is.
1: So, by Sunday, you think?
0: No, by Friday.
1: By next Friday? Yes. Okay. No, that's right. I mean, we were kind of playing this as we're recording this on Friday. It's going to probably go out Monday. So, yeah, by the end of the week. That makes sense. I can see that. I could also see it happening in a month you know by 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 february 30 by january 31st or january 30th i don't know how many days are in are in uh january how many days are in I january think 30, i think 31 30 31 i know we're close i don't know i've never learned how to count count days like that no <laughs> so last question of the day here fan question wise again i appreciate we appreciate Every question that came in, you know, and uh, hope that you enjoy our answers. Last question here. Who do you think the best pitcher in the Angels bullpen is? And that comes from Don, Don underscore big with two G's. Interesting name. Like it.
0: I I think they're asking who will better the
1: Angels bullpen. Not who we have is the best. Who do you think will best the Angels bullpen? we I think
0: it was a typo, but I think it was supposed to be like, who do you think will better the Angels bullpen? I think is what they're going for.
1: Okay. Who do you think will better the Angels bullpen?
0: Uh, well, with Hendricks off the table, I, I I like Yates or I like Hand, either one. I think either one would be a huge benefit to us. I think Yates is a little more of a gamble just due to age. And I think Hand has had a, more of a long-term consistency to him, and I like that he's a lefty. But either way, I think I'd be happy with either one. I think either one would be a, a huge upgrade for for our bullpen for sure, especially with Iglesias now.
1: Yeah. And I'm, again, I think I've quoted this every week that we've done a podcast, and I'm going to quote it again. Uh, from the great money ball, there is, I don't even know if it's the right quote, there is a team to be made out there. You know, with the lack of money that it already wants to spend or Manassian has to spend, there's a bullpen to be made out there. There really is. And he's redoing this bullpen completely, and there are a lot of fun, interesting pieces. Uh, Brandon McCurry was signed on a minor league deal at the beginning of all this. Jake Reed was signed to a minor league deal, two guys you probably want to watch out for in spring training.
0: So or Archie for a for a bullpen gig.
1: Archie Bradley? Mm-hmm. Didn't he just sign? I don't think so. I think he just signed with the Phillies last week. Really? Yep. I think he signed one year's for four million. I could totally Why did be I wrong. miss that? Yeah. I think Brad I'm ninety nine percent sure Archie Bradley signed with the Phillies, one for six or seven million, something along the lines of that. Yeah, because my buddy's a Phillies fan, so he uh, messaged me right away to say love the deal, and I also do. It might have been less than; that. it could be four or five million.
0: Oh yeah, one for six with the one Phillies three. on uh, yesterday. Yep. Interesting.
1: So, yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I, there's there's a bullpen to be made out there. You go and go to Fangraphs, look at all the free agent relievers, and heck, go watch look at the starters too. There's a rotation to be made as well with the lack of money that Artie has to spend you know, or wants to spend whatever, however you want to look at it. There's a bullpen, there's a starting pitching staff to be made. And, you know, there's, you can make a very good bullpen out of it. You know, who those pieces are, I don't know. I just think that bullpens are so volatile. You just got to kind of flip a coin and hope that the pitchers you sign and the pitchers that you you are keeping and the pitchers, you know, that you signed to minor league deals are ready to pitch because, I mean, we saw it last year with Robles and, you know, Noe Ramirez has been one of the most consistent pitchers for the Angels over the past, what, four years that the Angels have had him, three years that the Angels have had him. And every single year, he's been my first guy off of the spring training roster. It's like, you know, I don't know if Noe's going to, you know, make the team. And he makes the team, and he always surprises me. He really does. So, you know, sad to see him go, but it, it kind of, you know, it it is what it is. And it'll be interesting to see Iglesias. But I think there's a bunch of Noe Ramirez out there that, you know, may not, find this spot right away you know we we might see a lot of free agent activity after you know the cuts for spring training has commenced and those could be some guys like the angels picked up hansel robles from after he got dfa'd a couple of years ago so and he had a he was one of the best bullpen pieces in baseball in 2019 so like i said bullpens are super volatile it's super hard to you know understand how bullpens work and if if i knew I'd make a good bullpen for the Angels. I, I I think I could, but I just don't. I don't think I quite understand how to make a good bullpen because they're so volatile, and it's really hard to see what is going to make a good reliever during the year. You know, but I like the way that Manassian's going. I think that selecting all different arm angles is interesting. And if I had to pick one guy, Darren O'Day might be that guy because he's a funky arm angle. Comes from down under. Not the, I don't know, he might be Australian actually, but. Um, he comes from submarine he's a submarine pitcher and you know it's a funky arm angle that the angels don't have and that most pitch player uh, most position players hitters don't get to see on a daily basis so yeah if i had to pick a name i'd say somebody like that would be the next guy that the angels sign so brock any final thoughts in general before we say goodbye
0: (laughs) no i just want something to happen you know i guess it's kind of cool that we got Suzuki, but I was hoping for something a little more exciting.
1: Yeah, you know, and I think that it's it's coming. We've seen it today. I was on my phone all day, international uh, signing wise, and we're gonna have a, a special guest come on to our next podcast and talk about all that fun stuff. So be ready for that one and. Yeah, you know, I just, you know, stay patient. It's coming. You know, baseball is coming again. And I'm I'm getting super excited. I'm getting a little antsy. You know, I need some Angels baseball. I need some, you know, even like my college baseball's getting back, getting getting going now. So I need, I just need baseball back in my life so I can watch it and see it on a daily basis. So guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Talking Halos. You can find myself at Jared underscore Tim's on Twitter. Brock, where can you find you? B-D-R-O-X-8 yes go give us a follow there you can follow Talkin' Halos on Twitter at Talking Halos again you can follow us on Facebook at Talkin' Halos and you can also follow us on Instagram at Talkin' underscore Halos guys thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day